Hi, everybody. It's Camille. Welcome back to the Thinking of You podcast, Q&A for online faculty. I took a little hiatus. I actually went out of town for several weeks, and I forgot to bring my microphone. So I really wanted to record this particular episode last week when it was Valentine's Day, because the question I wanted to answer is, how do we love our students? And obviously, I mean in an appropriate way, of course. (laughs) Um, But what initially got me started on this track was a yoga teacher I had more than a decade ago. And I was doing some teacher training with this person. Ironically, some of the only teacher training I have received before I started teaching (laughs) full-time as a faculty member. And one of the things she said that really struck me, we were all sitting in class and she was talking about some of the challenges, uh, difficult students and working with challenging situations in class, in a yoga class specifically. And she said, my goal is that as soon as a person crosses a threshold into this studio, I love them. I love everybody who walks through that door. Even if on the other side of that door, I find them irritating or they rub me the wrong way or they say or do things I don't like, when they cross over that threshold, I love them. And I thought this was such a profound approach. And I feel much the same way about my online students, that when I am working with them in the context of my online class, I always try to come from a place of love, the same type of love that I would have for um, members of my extended family, for example. And I was just reflecting today about how this is sometimes really challenging because there are some people where you are just watching them mess up. (laughs) And I think one of the reasons that my online classes tend to feel really good to the students is because I always want to make it obvious that I am coming from a place of love. So for example, even when I need to give somebody an F or when I need to file a an academic integrity concern formally because of plagiarism or some other type of um, misconduct or something like that, I'm always, always, always very conscious of coming from a place of love. And what I think that really does is it separates that personal relationship with I have that I have with this person from the behavior. And I've been able to have great relationships with individuals as we are going through these processes. And I think it's because of coming from this place of love. So for example, when I had, I don't have this anymore because I've restructured and rethought the way that I do things. But when I was first teaching, I would have a lot of kind of academic papers and it was very common for students to have problems with citation and plagiarism and things like that. And the way that our school was set up at the time, we had a specific formal reporting system and there was not a lot of flexibility and so forth. So I wound up doing a lot of academic integrity violation filings and these sorts of things. Fortunately, this is not part of my life anymore (laughs) for the most part. Um, And I remember one instance specifically where, um, you know, I worked with this person, we we did everything we could and it just wasn't sticking. And I did wind up having to file this, but I did it in a way where um, the way that I worded it was coming from a place of love and caring. I didn't make any personal judgments about the person. Um, I explained to the person what was happening, why I was doing it, what I thought would come out of it, how I um, saw a lot of potential in them and that how they, you know, could grow as a person and as a student from doing this experiment. It went all the way to the, um, 
kind of judiciary council and there was a formal hearing and all the stuff. And ultimately, my relationship maintained really strong with this person. And in fact, I wound up even writing them a recommendation letter when it was time for them to graduate because I could see how that they had gone through the process clear-eyed, open-hearted, and ready to learn from it. And that's that's what we want. But I, I see that as a result of love. So when I'm failing somebody and I write them a note and I say, hey, here's what happened. And I hope that you see this not as a stumbling block and not as something that means you can't graduate or you can't be a good practitioner or you can't do this that or the other, but that you see it as an opportunity to come back and try this again. Like get, it's a small knockdown and you're going to get up and you're going to do it again. It doesn't mean anything about um, whether you can or can't succeed in this field. And I think that that makes such a big difference for people. So I just wanted to throw that out there that even when we're doing hard things, even when we're doing things that students don't love, and maybe that even we don't love, that coming from that place of love <laughs> is going to make the whole thing easier. And to me, that the big thing is separating out the love and the caring that we have for the student with the actions that they've taken or the actions that we need to take. And I think there's a way to do unpleasant things in a loving way that makes them not so unpleasant for everyone involved. So hopefully that gave you a little bit of Valentine's Day belated Valentine's Day food for thought. I'd love to hear any examples that you have of ways that you love your students, even when it's hard or even when you're doing something hard, because I think it's really inspirational to hear how other people keep that front and center, not just when it's easy, but when it's not what you want to do and that's not easy to do. Thanks for all your hard work teaching. I'd love to hear your questions, thinkingofyoupodcast at gmail.com, or you can comment via the link on my website, which I'll post below. All right, take care, everybody.